This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey friends, welcome back to the WOMED. This week I'm back for part two with Danny Lebeck, my dear one. Because one episode just wasn't enough and we didn't get to talk about everything on my list in the first episode. Hope you guys are enjoying this catch-up and world-as-we-know-it commentary and thoughts. We are all in this battle together and whether we are on the front lines, working in smaller hospitals, or using our voices on social media platforms, we're all trying to help. I also want to take a moment before we start this episode and send some extra love to those who have lost family to this virus, especially those from our medical community. If you're comfortable in doing so, take a breath with me now for them. Nurse D energy moment coming in hot from Portia at Lipstick and Stethoscope. Portia wrote in, I taught my first nurse assistant class, and when I asked what's one thing they learned, one student said, we're treating a person, not just a patient. That's the first thing I taught them. If they carry that through their nursing careers, it will make them better nurses. I was really proud of that moment. Portia, you should be. That's the most important part of nursing. Person first, patient second. Thank you so much for sharing. I love, love, love reading your NDE moments. Keep sending them to me at the WOMED. You were saying in the last episode that your work has been, your hospital has been like super prepared, at least PPE wise. So that's good. Um, yeah. Has uh, has John been affected much? Um, he's actually like working less, to be honest really? with you. Okay. Yeah. And so for me, you know, once again, I work in the cardiac surgical ICU. So my work volume is my volume when I'm there is the same, but mm -hmm. I've actually been called off a few days. So really? the only patients, yeah. So we have COVID patients, but they're in the NICU and they have not overflowed into the cardiac ICU. So the only patients that I would have to care for with COVID have, you know, like an LVAD or need ECMO or something. Mm -hmm. We haven't needed to do that. So, you know, I'm still on standby, like if that should happen, but realistically, I'm just working in my normal unit. So my workload during the day has not decreased, but the number of days has decreased. And hmm. um, yeah, John, John is like, doesn't even know how to go back to normal. He's been working from home for wow. the last two weeks. And then he's going to start going back to work at the end of this week. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so things good. will start to return to normal eventually, but oh my God, when I go back to working six days in a row, I'll, I don't even know I'll get through it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be like, how did I ever do this before? So maybe this is the secret to your happiness, just working less. <laughs> of course it is. I mean, that's no joke. I knew that for a very long time. Yeah. We, even though we work our three days or whatever, that's a bunch of BS. Like, No, it feels like saucy. a solid week. You lose yeah. so much time. Oh my God. Our jobs are exhausting. I feel like full-time as, as a nurse should be 30 hours or less. Yeah. Like two days a week is the equivalent of full-time, you know? 
like yeah. emotionally and physically. It's, and, it, and then especially if you're night shift. Oh, geez. Yeah. Don't even, I go, I go to nights and uh, at the end of May and June. So just shoot me now. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. <laughs> I do. Get ready for me to be heinous. Well, that's why I'm really glad I, you know, got you in now. Yeah, you got me, you got me at the perfect time. The perfect time. In a good mood. Wedding planning. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So like my work has been, it's been scary and eerie. Like the hospital is very eerie. There's like stress and agitation and sadness in the air whenever Mm -hmm. you're there. So I've welcomed the extra time to recharge. Yeah. But overall, like I know it could be so much worse. So I don't feel that I have any room to complain about anything. So do you have like dedicated COVID units there too now? Yes, we do. So, and they're in a different tower of the hospital. And then for the cardiac ICU, we have a dedicated cardiac ICU COVID unit. Okay. Yeah. Cause they're seeing so many cardiac issues along yes. with it. Well, and you know, most of those patients still stay over in the MICU, like unless oh, they really? have a device. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep unless they have a device or something, they still stay over there that we don't take them, you know, cause they really want to limit, um, they're traveling through the hospital and the nurses right. that are caring for them and stuff. Yeah. So, wow. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah, no, it's definitely good. Definitely good. So that's pretty much, I'm, I'm really lucky. I have nothing, I have nothing to say. I mostly just spend my time feel guilty, feeling guilty about how lucky I am and trying <laughs> to get rid of that, you know, I wonder if people felt something similar to that when they, like, in the world wars, you know, in Vietnam and and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe. But I think about the level of PTSD that veterans and stuff experience just from Vietnam alone. Like, I'm just – I'm really worried for our nursing staff at the end of this. I mean, not just our nursing staff, but, you know, um, all of our healthcare workers that are – at the front lines, like working on these things, working on yeah. COVID. I'm really worried about them too. I can't, I think about it a lot and I just feel, uh, I feel helpless. helpless. Yeah. And I feel like to an extent, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. So, and just try and offer any sort of support mm-hmm. that we can. Um, I actually got a, a thing from my insurance company today saying, that COVID-related visits for testing and such would be waived, like no, like co-pays, all that stuff would be waived. And they were also offering emotional support lines for people oh, wow. during wow. this time. Yeah. That impresses me. Same. So I'm hoping that we can keep that part at least going for – nurses, you know, and and healthcare providers specifically, like, I really hope that there's, you know, individual employee assistance programs that are, I mean, if they aren't already, they should be working on creating a sort of like check-in system for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that would be amazing. And then we just have to get nurses to use it, which is also (laughs) another battle. Yes. As you know. Yes. (laughs) Nurses seeking out help for themselves is right. a constant struggle. That's a battle in itself. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Danny and I are pro-therapy. <laughs> oh, God, I love therapy. I, I'm still doing my therapy sessions in quarantine. 
You know, I've on, we on start, FaceTime. Well, that's good. Yeah. We actually just got a, a sponsor with Gatella Health Therapy oh, Group. That's and I'm very like, cool. this is phenomenal. I'm loving it. Yeah. It that's been, amazing. Yeah. And it's so accessible. Time out for an important real talk. I am really worried about how this pandemic is affecting our healthcare staff in the thick of it. New norms have been created in this high-stress, incredibly intense, emotionally and physically draining environment. I'm grateful the stigma around mental health is becoming moot. More and more people are taking time for themselves and taking control of their mental well-being. I know as a healthcare provider how difficult it is to admit when you're not okay, that you need some help, that you need someone to talk to and validate your feelings. It's incredibly difficult, but it also shows strength and self-awareness. I am so grateful to the therapists in my life, and my hope for all of you listening is that you take a second to scan your thoughts, see how you feel, and think about what comes up and consider reaching out to BetterHelp if something feels off. BetterHelp will match you with licensed professional counselors who specialize in areas like PTSD, anxiety, relationships, grief, LGBTQ matters, family matters, depression, self-esteem, and many others. You can speak with them via call, text, video, all from the security of your own home. And in many cases, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com slash WOMED. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash WOMED. But I think something that people are facing too in quarantine and not just the frontline workers are like that loss of human connectivity, you know, and I can only imagine, I, I love seeing the posts from healthcare providers who are like sticking pictures of themselves, you know, on the outside of their gowns and stuff before they go oh, into rooms. That. Yeah, because that's super sweet. I was, I really, for those who haven't read Danny's post, can you tell me about that? I just want you to tell the story about that post that you did. Oh, yeah. So I have not had direct, well, I have not had direct COVID care, but I've had many rule out patients. Mm -hmm. So like whenever they're tested, you treat them as if they have COVID and we're basically wearing masks all the time in the hospital anyway. So mm -hmm. you always have a mask on, but when they rule out COVID, you know, you got to put your goggles on and your hairnet and um, your gown and all that stuff. So you're in all the PPEs if the patients have COVID, but you have to wait till the test comes back before you can not wear it. Mm -hmm. So I went into this gentleman's room who was a rule out COVID patient and he said, and I, I just walked in and I said, hi, I'm Danielle and I'll be your nurse practitioner in the ICU today. And I was going to fix his swan catheter, which had come out of place. So I did have a purpose for going into the room. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm really sorry about my mask and goggles. You can't even see my face. And he said, um, and I, I do touch my patients a lot. So I yeah. put my hand on his arm. I had my hand on his arm the entire time. And I think that that makes a huge difference. Honestly, mm -hmm. people have told me that it does. And I don't touch them in like a creepy way or anything like that. And it's not a personal space violation. Like there are just so many ICU patients that aren't touched for weeks. 
you know, if you think about it and babies, Mm -hmm. as you know, so it's always been a habit for me to just lay a hand on a leg or an arm or something. And he was just like, it's okay. I I can see your eyes and that's all I need to see to feel that you care. And it was the sweetest freaking thing. Oh my God. He was, it just warmed my heart. I know. Well, you just feel, you know, that all these like feelings of guilt that you get, but you Mm -hmm. walk around feeling guilty. And even, you know, he was a rule out patient in particular, but we're wearing masks all the time now. So like nobody can see you. So it does, you know, lots of like influencers have posted about how it breaks up the connection that you have with your patients. But Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, if you just act normal and you go in there and do what you can, you know, people can pick up on it. They can pick up on your vibes. They can pick up on the way your eyes look, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully you haven't Botoxed the living shit out of your eyes at this point, because that won't do anything in this situation. Luckily I don't Botox my eyes. I don't have a heavy hand. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. So people can still see what my eyes look like. And um, it was very sweet, you know, on the flip side, which I didn't include in that post, I, they're one of my favorite <laughs> cardiac surgery fellows that same day I had my mask on and he came up to me and um, I love him to death, but he was giving me a little lip about something that hadn't been done. And I was just trying to catch up for the day. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon. I still hadn't eaten lunch, like same thing. And he's like, so did you see that email? that said to do this, this, and this. And I didn't say anything. And I just glared at him (laughs) and he was like, Oh, Oh, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to catch you off guard. And, and, um, he's like, just get to it. You know, if you could just get to it when you can or whatever, (laughs) I still just sort of glared and he walked away and then he ended up texting me and he was like, I'm really sorry if I offended you with that. And, um, I texted back and I was like, wow, it really says something that you can tell exactly what I was thinking, even though you can't see my face. And he was like, yeah, my, my wife gives me that look all the time. And I know what that means. So I just figured I should walk away. <laughs> <laughs> so your eyes or at least my eyes can tell a world of emotions. So. <laughs> you can give a look of love and you can cut them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, he was just all of a sudden he just like backed away like slowly backed away like he knew so So, oh I love that yeah but that was very sweet and that patient he just warmed my freaking heart oh these people I tell you I feel like we're losing so much of that though like simple like a simple touch you know and especially the patients that are you know in on the COVID units that are positive and God, I know, I can't imagine having to take care of that many patients, but just going in and, you know, not being, not acting like you're afraid of them. I think as a whole, a lot of healthcare providers don't touch anyway. You know, they don't, they don't do, they're not compassionate in that sense Mm -hmm. um, anyway. So this has just made it exponentially worse. Yeah. So one of my friends, um, had, uh, tested positive for COVID, had a really rough go with it. She ended up in the hospital a couple times. Oh no. Only once she had to stay overnight, but they wanted to keep her there, but she's, she's not good at listening to, (laughs) 
(laughs) taking orders. But she was having so much trouble breathing. And A, they never put her on oxygen because they're like, you look fine, but like you're satting 79. I was like, where, what fucking hospital are you at right now that you like, I mean, she clearly needed oxygen. Yeah. And they never put her on anything. And she's like, I'm so confused all the time. I keep putting the peanut butter in the refrigerator and the jellies going back in the, in my coffee. Like she's oh like, my God. she was so confused. I was like, Cab, you're not getting oxygen right now. Yeah. Like you need, like you need, you need to go in. Um, that's horrible. Yeah. There's there's been a lot of a lot of awful, awful COVID stories. Um, there are. But, but her in particularly, she's like, part of the reason that I wanted to get out of there so bad was no one would even look at me. No one would come near me. They all acted like I was a leper, like I was going to like kill them if they came too close. That's she just like, heartbreaking yeah. to me. She was like, I had one nurse and she was like, she reminded me of you because she was really nice and she came in and she was like acted and treated me like I was a normal human. But she was the only person that treated me like a normal human the whole time I was there. I see that. I mean, I see that too. And I just don't, you know, I will have my appropriate PPE, Mm -hmm. but I've never been a person to shy away. I just don't, I'm not really, I'm fearful And with this, I can definitely catch myself being fearful. Mm -hmm. But overall, I don't know. I would never. You're human. You're still human. I would never show that to a patient. And if I were fearful, I would straight up say, you know, I'm scared too. You Mm -hmm. know, but I wouldn't ever shy away from a person just because of that. I don't. It's, I I don't know, you know, I, yeah, I'm human. And I, I wouldn't want somebody to treat me that way. So it's just, I don't know. Some, you're the same way. It's just some tick mm-hmm. in my brain. And I think I probably have put myself at risk before and I would probably do it again. But with COVID, I would definitely make sure I have all my PPE on first. Right. But I'm right. still going to touch someone, you know, I'm not going to not touch them. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine being a patient. I mean, God, no, I would feel it would be, it would be really scary. I mean, even going to the grocery stores or going you know, on a walk, it's like everyone keeps their head down. No one is looking at anybody. No one's saying hi to anybody. And I go out for a walk and stuff. Um, Well, I try and do it every day because it's been keeping me sane. But, you know, I'll wear my hat, you know, wear my mask, cover, like keep everything like covered. But I'll, I make it a point, like anytime I see somebody, like I wave at them and I say hi. I actually say hi. That's a really good thing to do. Because people, I mean, like we're, I feel like I'm losing human connectivity. Like I'm such a, I, I love to touch people. I love to be around them. I mean, I also love my time at home by myself, but I miss hugging people. I miss, you know, saying hi and not, you know, if we're both, if two people are coming down the same aisle and not purposely trying to make a big arc around each other, you know, it's, oh, it's so weird. Yeah, it's super weird. And you are a major people person. And I will say, I've pretty much been okay. Up until this week, I've started to get a little depressed over it. 
like yeah. the whole thing. I'm outside a lot too. And, you know, people won't look at you. Mm-hmm. And just like what you said, like the saying hi is a really good thing to do. And I sh- should do it more. I was doing it initially, but nobody said hi back. So I just quit. But I guess I'll just start saying hi again <laughs> when I'm, when I'm walking. Gotta force like, through it because it's a really good point. <laughs> you know, you know it it triggers something in them, you know, and they might not say hi right away, but they might stop and be like, oh, and like the next person that they see, they might say hi to them. Yeah. That's super smart. Yeah. I will have to try that. But yeah, it's just, it's weird. People are scared of each other, you know, and scared of healthcare workers in particular. And the whole reaction toward healthcare workers over this has just been outrageous. You know, it's been like, Either they love you and praise you and call you a hero Mm -hmm. or they like are spitting on you at the grocery store. You know, it's odd, really odd. It's very polarizing. There's like, you're either on one side or the other. You are. You are. Noom, noom, noom. I don't know why I've fought with food for so long. It's definitely been a challenge for me during quarantine. I am a boredom eater. Something I've started doing that my Noom coach suggested was taking walks and planning things to fill your day, even during quarantine. Walking has really helped me start my day. It gives me a boost and makes me feel like I accomplished something, which in turn elevates my mood. There are really quick daily articles that actually are fun to read, packed with data on why we make the choices we do. The new map is super easy to use and logging your food or how you exercise is easy and fun. Yes, fun. I am starting to finally feel in control. Noom is the habit changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Noom doesn't tell you what to do and what not to do. It teaches you how to look inside your own mind and make better decisions for yourself. Personally, I made excuses and told myself I didn't have time. But Noom only asks you for 10 minutes a day. It's so easy. In the Noom community, small steps make for big, long-lasting progress. You don't have to change it all in one day. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, that's N-O-O-M dot com slash WOMED. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom dot com slash WOMED to start your trial today. That's noom.com slash WOMED. I've been so frustrated lately with um, with the protests that have been going on too. And it's like these oh, people yeah. that are, you know, saying this is a hoax and it's, it's made up and they're not um, – wearing any PPE and they're going out and they're, they're like, actually these, these protests are blocking ambulances. They're not able to get into the hospital. Um, and it's just, it's such, it's like a, oh my God, we have lost, there are so many healthcare providers that have died from COVID died taking care of people. And it's, it's like spitting on their graves. It's such an individualistic society. It makes me sick. You know, it, I, it just makes me sick. I recently had a follower sending me all of this rhetoric about, you know, the conspiracy that Fauci and Bill Gates and, you know, the Chinese have together and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, believe what you want to believe. It's a free country, but Mm -hmm. 
don't post that shit on my page. Don't DM me about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't agree with it. And just as you said, it's like a smack in the face to healthcare workers. And like, that's a good way to find yourself blocked from my channel because yeah. <laughs> I don't like, Mine I have too. like zero interest in it. And, um, I like these protests are just a joke, you know, go back in your house and like, learn to stop being so fucking selfish. It's yeah. just, it just blows me away and I have zero tolerance for it as well. And, um, I just, I don't know, you know, it's like, I wonder how society's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And I wonder how <laughs> they'd feel if they got it, had to be admitted to a hospital and needed care for it, I wonder how they'd feel then. Right. I said a, I made a sassy comment on one of the memes that Nurse Life RN posted, which you Oh, Nurse Life RN is killing it. I know. I, he's freaking Evie is amazing. He's he is the best. amazing. He really is the best. He might be one of the only, like, males that you should ever invite on the WOMED. <laughs> I should. <laughs> he posted a meme that said, give me, what did it say? Give me liberty. God, I'm going to look it up right now. Is this something like give me liberty, liberty or like sign away my right to health care if I show up with COVID? Cause- no, it was something like this, this chick is holding a sign in one of the protests and it says, give me liberty or give me COVID. And you actually oh, posted a comment on it. I did. Yeah, I did comment on it. Yeah, that you posted that. You, <laughs> and then I posted, does she want medical care if she gets it? Oh, wait, that's not a liberty. So <laughs> I, I was just like, I was feeling really sassy because a lot of times I don't post my thoughts online um, yeah. when it comes to uh, everything. But I have just been, I have been testy lately like me very too testy. and those protests do nothing for my attitude no <laughs> absolutely nothing not not at all <laughs> it just makes yeah. me angry it is it's literally I mean half these people can't even have funeral you can't even have a funeral right now you nope. can't have a gathering of people and these healthcare nope. workers who have died these healthcare workers who have gotten so sick that they too are in the ICU on vents you're spitting on them you're you're yeah it's it, you're Oh my God, it makes me so angry. It's so disrespectful. It's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. I I don't know, you know, I don't really know a lot about them. I've been trying to only look at the news once or twice a day mm-hmm. because in the beginning I was getting so wrapped up in it that it was like really affecting my mental health. Yeah. So I just saw the thing about the protests last night actually mm-hmm. on Instagram and then then I like started looking at the news outlets a little bit about it. So I don't yeah. know a ton of the specifics, but I know enough to mm-hmm. where I don't really need to know anymore. Like yeah. I already know how I feel. It's not going to change. People yeah. just never cease to amaze me with their ignorance. <laughs> I want to study them though. I want to know like what parts of their brain fire when they talk about their feelings on this, you know, like put them in an MRI, show yeah. them different images Like, it just seems like there's such a stark contrast between people who, you know, believe in believe in science, in fact, and 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 these people who are are saying that it's a hoax and are so so fully against it. Like, 
what, how does that happen? Like how, like what in your brain makes you fully not believe something that you can see as fact? You know, I think a lot of it has to do with politics, honestly. I think, I know, like, but as like everything else, I mean, there's plenty of people on the right that like believe in it too. You there know, are, that, but there's that extremists. Are, oh, like my there's gosh. extremists on both sides. Yeah, that's and true. I think that most of the people who are doing this protesting and stuff are are extremely right. I mean, these are the people people who have like bunkers you know, out in their backyard stocked with three years of canned, canned beans and toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I really think that we're sort of seeing the worst of the worst Yeah, in these people who are doing these protesting, you know, but, and, and that's where I like, can't stand it. I literally, mm-hmm. I'm, most people know that I'm, I'm not extremely liberal, but I'm a moderate that weighs more on the liberal side of things, particularly mm-hmm. on social issues But I don't really care what you are. Just be a good person. You know, I have a split family. Half of my family is Republican. Half of them are Democrat. Mm -hmm. I'm really opening. I'm open to listening to anyone's point of view. I don't think Democrats are always right. I don't think Republicans are always right. It's impossible to be a person that is always right. You know, but when you go like crazy extreme, that's, I think, what we're seeing an example of. And I don't know how you I really truthfully don't like the sociology aspect that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you get there, um, but it would be interesting. <laughs> it would be interesting yeah. to go down that rabbit hole. I may never get out if I do, so I can't. No. I can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, okay. I just like rational human beings. I don't care what you are, who you vote for. Just be rational. That's it. Yeah. Be caring and nice. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Well, how's your family doing? I mean, you and I, we both live far away from our families. And I got to tell you, like, I've I've been really tempted during this to drive home and just be with my family right now. But I don't know if that's safe or not. Like, I don't want to – I mean, if I drive up there, I have to stop at gas stations all along the way. It's like a 14-hour drive to get all the way up north where my parents have been – isolating, you know, right now because my brother works in the hospital. You know, I was like, my brother and I are both in total agreement. We're like, no, you guys, you're much safer being up north, being away from, you know, I don't know what Ian's going to bring home. So, Mm -hmm. but it's hard. Like, yeah, I want to be with them. Yeah, no, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. You know, I was actually, my proposal was supposed to be in Phoenix. I was flying out to Phoenix Yeah, I was flying out to Phoenix to go wedding dress shopping with my mom. And, you know, we know my mom has Alzheimer's. So Mm -hmm. I wanted her to be able to share in that. Yeah. And my cousin was going to be coming out as well to help me with my mom while we were shopping because, you know, she needs somebody with her. Yeah. Um, You know, and like just... She actually like does okay in public, but she's more comfortable if like somebody's with her. So my cousin was going to come help me. Mm-hmm. And then John was, had plane tickets and stuff and was going to fly out and surprise me and propose at my parents' house. Oh. And yeah. And so all of that got He's canceled. the best. Oh, he's the sweetest. Everybody deserves a John in their life. I'm going to find him. <laughs> I'm, what? I'm going to find one. <laughs> you just do everybody deserves he's just such a wonderful human being I can't 
I have nothing. I can't say anything bad about him. He's just, he's great. But so that's what he was going to do. And, you know, I just, I hate being away from my parents like this. I it's, I've gone through like quite a slew of emotions. Like one of them being like, one of them is a little anger that they moved so far away from me and that Mm -hmm. I can't drive to them. One is like, oh my God, you know, like basically I'm losing another six months here to a year with my mom. And, you know, it's always a ticking time bomb with her where we don't know if, you know, I don't know if next year at this time she'll be functional. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, and, and also for people who don't know, like social isolation is horrible for Alzheimer's patients. Yeah. Horrible. So my mom is very, has been very depressed when I've been calling her. So I've been trying to call her as much as possible and whatnot, but I can tell a distinct difference in her not having every month we try and have somebody visit her, you Mm -hmm. know, or have something planned. Like I was supposed to be there in March. My brother brings one or two of his kids um, you know, like for an overnight trip once a month, like, so she has something to look forward to. And my aunts and uncles have been great about going out and visiting and all of that has been canceled. So not only that, but the burden now has been placed on my dad, who is the only one there. So it's important for both of them to have people come and visit, give my dad a break. Number one, Mm -hmm. you know, help my mom with her mood and taking care of her. And then these like life things like shopping for a wedding dress. So it really sucks. Like, I can't lie. It really sucks. And then tack on the fear that they would get it and be Mm -hmm. sick, you know, and you think like, oh my God, what would I even do? I can't drive there. So I would have to get on an airplane and, you know, go out there and who knows what I'd pick up. It would just, it would be a catastrophe. But yeah, I think about it all the time. I mean, people who have parents that live far away or kids or you know, split homes where Mm -hmm. one kid is with the dad and, you know, the mom has visitation rights and you don't know what you're supposed to do with COVID in relation to that. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really, can be really devastating for families Yeah, as well. So yeah, not great. I mean, my parents are holding up okay, but it sure sucks. (laughs) It really does. I can't, oh, I, yeah, it's, this whole thing is just bringing to light like your biggest fears. Yeah, it is. It really is something else. I just, I pray, I pray that it gets better in the summer. They can find a vaccine or something. Mm -hmm. This whole thing has made me like, think like, man, being a virologist or a geneticist or like an epidemiologist at this time would have been a really good job. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A really cool job. Yeah. Yeah. Do we right? know any like of those? To, to I want to pick their brains. Yeah, like to be able to understand all of this would be amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a Scrubs episode, I feel like, that really did a good job of, you know, showing how diseases spread. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a, a Christian, a Redbeard RN, had posted it. Um, oh, I'll have to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, man, Scrubs is one of those shows that always got it right. Scrubs is baller. It's, it's yeah. one of my favorite medical shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite medical show of all time? Scrubs. It's the only thing oh, that's most it? yeah, it's the only thing that's most like working in a hospital. It is. It's really great. <laughs> I will say recently, like 911, those shows, I I don't I keep 
I cry every fucking time an episode <laughs> comes on. It's so emotional. I love it. But I absolutely love it. Yeah. What about you? You're not a Grace person. So many people you are Grace people. I watched people. it. I used to watch it. So, you know, there was the time in my life where I really wanted to be a doctor for all the mm-hmm. wrong reasons. Yes. And I used to watch Grey's Anatomy when I thought doctors were like heroes in the end all. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I thought they were like <laughs> the coolest, smartest people in the planet. And then when I became a nurse, I realized they were just people like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I used to watch Grey's Anatomy before I knew anything about nursing. Gotcha. And, um, and then after I became a nurse, I realized like in the beginning, I hear it's different now, but I haven't watched it, but I realized like how prejudiced it was towards nurses. So then I just couldn't like it anymore after that. Yeah. So I quit watching that, but I do like, you know, I do like a lot of medical shows. I love ER. ER, I have a lot of memories watching that with my mom. Oh. I love, uh, yeah. Oh my God. I love ER. I never watched that one. Oh, yeah, you should definitely take the time to watch ER. It's on Netflix. Um, lots of drama in there, you know, and relationships. And I, oh, I do yeah. love the drama and the shows. Um, and nurses are pretty, like, bad A in there, man. Like, they're they're pretty good. Like, it's, it's, it's fairly accurate, I'll say. I also love Nurse Jackie. Uh, That's another one I never got into. I need to, yeah, I need you gotta to try be able that to look, one. You got to be able to look at it from uh like stop focusing on the fact nurse Jackie's a drug addict and figure out like why she's a drug addict and mm-hmm. you have to look at it with an open perspective but it's a really good show and oh. um I also like house I don't know if you ever watched Ooh, that. I did yeah I used to watch house I really I liked house. loved that show yeah and scrubs of course uh and then that's about it that's about all I could ever get into honestly well, but. if if anything else, we have a list of shows that people can binge during quarantine right now. <laughs> right? Get after it. Nurse Jackie's good because the episodes are only like 25 minutes long. Oh. What have you been watching in quarantine? Um, Gilmore Girls. Oh, I've been re-watching Gilmore show. Girls because I need that's something. It's something that my mom and I always – that was like our show. So I feel like – it's just bringing me that familial comfort that I need I right love now. That. Yes, um, I love that. Yeah. What else? Obviously, I watched Tiger King. That was oh, amazing. So um, good. I've been yeah. watching 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. Oh. <laughs> My favorite. I swear. Get the TLC app right now and watch it all. Ooh, so okay. I'll try. It's so unreal. I, I love that show. I love 90 Day Fiance. And then this is 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. So, like, before the people come to the United States and have to get married within 90 days, it's just <laughs> unreal. It's unreal. People you watch are crazy. Ozark? And I, I get so wrapped up in their psych- psychosis. I can't help it. Oh, my God. No, I'd, oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Do it. Um, Ozark was really, really good. Um, that is a good show. Outlander. I'm a huge Outlander fan. Oh, really? Haven't watched that yet. It's so good. I lo- well, again, that's. I feel like that's almost kind of a, a historical medical show. Oh, with a I lot of really good drama and sexy time in it. Ooh, maybe I'll watch that. I do love the sexy time in shows too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, what's wrong with us? I don't Nothing. know. I'm getting weirder. I'm getting I am weirder too. Every day, right? The older you get, the less you just care. I know. It's so uh, weird. I wonder what <laughs> dating will be like when I get out of quarantine. Am I going to want to kiss friend. anybody? I'm going to be scared to kiss somebody. You might. I mean, what my friend has been doing some virtual dates. I'm so proud of her. Like, I, you know, it's lonely. I'm sure. I. This is the first time I've had a boyfriend. I mean, he's not, he's like my life. He's my fiance. I hate that word. Fiance. Fiance. Whatever. I'm going to marry him. But this is like the first time in years that I've ever had someone. So <laughs> I, you know, if I were in quarantine alone, I'd be so lonely because like looking back, you know, you've always got those people on the side. Like when you're dating. I've been really good. Somebody, huh? I've been really good. I have not texted any exes. I'm super Any of my like go-to booty call, whatever's. Back in the no, day, I don't think have I not. could have done that. I don't, I think I would have been too lonely, but you know, you never know until you're in the position, but you've like always got those people on the side. Oh yeah. That you would be texting when you're lonely, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, you know. Oh, I feel like we've totally gotten off track. Dating is we really have. weird. Um, but I think yeah. people will enjoy the reprieve from like nothing but COVID being shoved down yeah. their throats. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. This is just a general conversation. What other questions do we have lined up? Oh, let's see. We talked about our families, PPE, protesters. Oh, we can talk about how COVID's like totally disproportionately attacking. I mean, not attacking, but it's like, you know, African-American communities, other poorer communities, uh, Latinx communities are all at a greater risk for getting this because they don't have enough access to health care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, when I heard that, it wasn't a shock in particular, which is just honestly super sad that I'm even saying that right now. Mm-hmm. Um Our world, I will say, though, that something I haven't mentioned yet in either of our podcasts is that if there's anything that comes out of this COVID, you know, there are a few, few like overarching points that have come out of this whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. And one of them is that like our world is so screwed up in so many ways. And um, like this is just another incidence where it's super screwed up and it's so sad and can be so racist and divided and it's um, embarrassing that we're supposed to be the greatest, most economically profitable country in the world. And we are so heavily divided and Mm -hmm. um, that's absolutely heartbreaking. And I, I, uh, You know, I can't say that I've done a lot of advocacy work when it comes to like racial disparities because it Mm -hmm. hasn't really um, been something that's been a direct focus in any of my practices in the hospital or anything like that. But I just try, I do try and like know about it, you know, and notice any biases in myself and be Mm -hmm. open to be calling out, called out on it. Um, yeah. And I hope, that, I hope that's the right thing to do. If it's not, you know, somebody give me advice. Like I'm 
I'm open to it. But um, hearing yeah. that, I was not shocked, but I was like absolutely disgusted. Well, it's something that's always affected um, uh, pregnant uh, moms of color as well, too, because they oh, yeah, are hundred percent by and far more likely to um, a not be able to seek prenatal care, die in labor, and have premature infants due to the lack of prenatal care that they're able to receive. Um, and I, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like I wasn't. I wasn't shocked when I heard that, but it's like, but it makes me angry because I don't know how to fix it. And I don't know, I want to fix it. I don't get it. I don't get why we as a society feel like A, are so racist, B, feel like there's not enough for everybody, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's plenty. Completely. There's plenty. There's plenty of care to go around. You know, we can. Yeah. We just, we just have to help each other. Yeah. I think the only thing that you can do is just recognize it and, um, you know, speak like freely about it. Kind of Mm -hmm. like what we're doing right now and Mm -hmm. recognize that we're also two white people that came from backgrounds that we could never imagine. Yeah, yeah, privileged backgrounds that we could never imagine, you know, what underprivileged people have gone through mm-hmm. and just be open to learning. I mean, yeah. that's the only thing I can think of. And we, you know, seek advice from other people at this point. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's quite depressing, honestly, to see, to see the disparities. So I want to know who named us like one of the best most highly advanced economical countries because well yeah I, I think it's just gross domestic product or oh, you know yeah like GDP related um one of the most powerful co- countries in the world I mean we have a huge military that's true um, huge military budget as well that has something to do with it so I just feel like other countries have this figured out so much better than we do there's a lot of things we're lacking, like yeah. upstream medical care, mm-hmm. prenatal care, mm-hmm. vaccination. <laughs> There's like a lot of things we're lacking, <laughs> yeah. a lot of small things. But the United States doesn't do small things well. We do yeah. big things well. Like you want to have some it. crazy congenital heart abnormality and come to the U.S. and get it fixed and have us pay for your three-month hospital stay. We mm-hmm. can do that. Yeah. But – at like a cost of millions of dollars for one person. But when it comes to spreading that to multiple people, you know, hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of people in like cancer screenings, we're not great at that. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's just, if you think about it, like, look at our personalities, like, yeah. like look at these people standing in the street, you know, protesting <laughs> stay at home orders. I mean, that's just what we are as a country. <laughs> we're a bunch of children. We're We're a bunch of teenagers. We really, we really are. We're like a bunch of rebellious youths. Yeah, somewhat we are. (laughs) That don't want to listen to our parents. No, no, we don't. We don't like rules. And think we know everything. (laughs) We don't like rules. No. Oh, Oh, God. God. Well, this is nuts. 
I've really enjoyed this conversation, though. I've missed you. It's so nice. I've missed you, too. It was really nice. Our listeners have missed hearing your voice, but. Aww. But I'm happy I got to stare at your face and talk to you. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm super happy. And, you know, I started flipping through the Peru pictures like midway. Yeah. <laughs> Just what a great time that was. What well, a great time. Here's hoping we can all go on a trip like that again and work and make more memories. And I think that would be amazing. That's oh my, my goal. God. We, we can't wonderful. make goals for 2020 anymore. This is this is a 2021 goal. We're gonna <laughs> right. I feel like 2020 is just a wash. It is. Know? It's canceled at this point. I feel like it's just canceled. I mean, if John and I can't get married or have our wedding, like we'll just get married in the courthouse, like whatever. I just feel yeah. like it's just a wash. Like there's not going to be a lot of productivity on my end. Mm-mm. I can tell you that much. I'm just trying to like stay as healthy as possible. Yeah. I and, might get a Peloton, but again, I'm unemployed. Oh my God, right? <laughs> I need I've something in my house. So much. All oh my, my neighbors God. happen, and I watch them ride them every single day, and I'm like, God, that's really sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's just a wash. So here's to yeah. 2021. <laughs> yeah. You got right. any last? <laughs> you got any last words for our people? <laughs> you know, I just hope that everybody stays safe and stable. Mm-hmm. And tries to make the best out of this year while supporting yeah. people who are definitely not going to have the best year. That's that's really all I can say, you know. Yeah, I and think I, people. I hope we're all going to be okay. Same. I think people have shown an enormous amount of of community, and I've seen that here in Nashville. There's a, t- I mean, huge move moves here and like fundraisers and stuff. Um, not in-person fundraisers, but like, you know, fundraising campaigns to help out not only like tornado victims that are still, you know, homeless here in the sheltered home, but also protecting our small businesses. And everyone here is really good about, you know, if they're going to order takeout, they order from local restaurants. If they need groceries, we try and do like our our local, not like non-chain grocery shops or grocery yeah. stores and stuff. So um as scared of as much as you can feel like that fear, I feel like there's still there's still hope. There's still a sense of community and wanting to support each other. So I'm gonna just try and keep keep down keep on doing that. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're completely right. Completely right. And I'm gonna do the same and that's all we can do. Yeah. So. Oh, wait. Remember what? when I sent you that giant box of Cottonelle aloe toilet paper? <laughs> what? Ha- yes, do you, I do. Do you, I do. do you have any left? Because I'm down to two rolls. <laughs> You're down to two rolls of toilet paper? Yeah. Yeah. Can't find it. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still, I, it's well, still not I on any have- shelves. <laughs> What'd you say? It's still not on our shelves here in the grocery store. Oh my God. I do. So I don't have any of that left, but I have toilet paper. I will send you some. <laughs> I love you. I'll send you some tomorrow. I have to go to the post office tomorrow um, or Wednesday. So conserve until then. But yeah, I'll send the mail for you. <laughs> my God. I, so Danielle, I had to get my parents' toilet paper because my dad tells me I call him up, you know, and 
people are just like, don't, this is another example of people not realizing what they're doing. I mean, my dad is 76 years old. He has to ride a wheelchair around in Walmart, you know, because mm-hmm. he can't walk because he has a bad hip and a bad knee. Yeah. And um, I, I had to give him a lecture about staying inside. And, I, and so I call him and I'm like, what are you doing today? And he's like, well, I've been to four different stores looking for toilet paper. And oh, like, my God. This is just asinine. Like, he can't get around. He, he refuses to get a handicap sticker for his car, but he really needs one. So I put all of these alerts on my phone for when toilet paper came back in stock and ended up getting some from walgreens.com that took over a month to deliver. And it wow. was like Scott toilet paper. And then I got two alerts from some random brands on Amazon that I'm able, like said they would be delivered in May sometime. So my parents could get toilet paper. But I think to myself, like if it was that hard for me to get toilet paper for them, Ugh. like I can't imagine the people who like can't get yeah. around at all. People you know? need to quit, quit hoarding the TP. Yeah, Still. for real. So, um, and the good TP I, at that. <laughs> oh my God. The good TP is just out. I don't I know. You can't, you can't get that. I, I do have some, but you know, you guys knew that I actually had a thing for toilet paper mm-hmm. before this started. <laughs> yeah. So I just happened to have it. Like I wasn't <laughs> trying to hoard it or anything. I just, I like to have toilet paper. And so does everyone in my family. It's like a genetic thing. You've changed so, me. Like I can't, I just, I need. The Kleenex Cottonelle with aloe is the best toilet paper It, ever it really is. It's I, I don't know best. what to tell you. No, <laughs> so, like there's, um, there's no going back. Yes. And the day you sent me that box was so freaking hilarious. So <laughs> yes, I will repay you the favor. And I will send you some rolls of toilet paper on uh, your Wednesday when I go to the post office. <laughs> so, oh, see karma. What goes yeah. around comes around, right? I was thinking about that today. I was like, God bless. Remember when we could send joke toilet paper? Can't do that shit anymore. Right? You literally cannot. It's like not even possible nope. anymore. <laughs> oh, well, on that laugh. <laughs> that was a good one that was good yeah <laughs> oh Danny I've missed you so much it was wonderful to talk to you same I'm honey. so glad you're still doing this me too it's been good still learning tons yeah yeah for sure well um right. so okay so that's it huh that's until it next time. until next time Okay. <laughs> all right that sounds wonderful well i promise y'all that won't be the last we hear from danny i love hearing that girl talk as much as she does and if there's someone you have been wanting to hear from on the pod dm me at the womed or email the womed podcast at gmail.com with your suggestions man it was good catching up with that girl don't forget to follow along with danny on instagram if you aren't already at nurse abnormalities As always, keep using your voices. And if you can't or you're scared to, DM me and I will share your stories anonymously. You can't be ignored, especially now. I know you guys are tired, but I want you to know, in case you just need to hear it, it's okay to carve out time for you so that you guys can take time to recharge and provide yourself some self-care. We will get through this. Till next week, I love y'all. Womed out. Ah, mm. 
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.